Hey there, I'm Paul Lighting. You're listening to L.O. Governor, the podcast. episode of Hello Governor the Podcast. I'm Abdullah, and, and with me is the returning Tom. Hello. <laughs> I've been away. Long time no see. <laughs> anyway, we got a lot to talk about, so now we're going back to the for, to the to the normal format of the show. And um, as usual, for those that are new to the new, to the format, we usually talk about the wrestling stuff first, and then we uh, move on to the next stuff. So if you don't want to listen to the wrestling stuff, please. Um, Please skip to like maybe thirty or forty minutes in, and then we'll uh, talk about the other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Anyway, a lot's been going on in the WWE, and uh, where do we begin? Because there's a lot to cover. Oh, good. Um. What about um? What's been going on with the NXT guys getting brought up to uh, WWE? Um. I I have mixed feelings about uh, putting Owens in for the pay for the. For the elimination chamber, I mean, I understand why they're doing it. They want people to um, to buy the network and, and subscribe to it. But at the same time, you're like, you know, putting him in a match with John Cena at this point in time. Eh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. It seems like a very risky move, you know? Yeah, and it is. It could really, really backfire, especially for his push. But I can tell this is going to end in a DQ finish because of what happened at the end of NXT. Um, what was it, Takeover or something like that? Yeah. Where, okay, if you haven't seen NXT, um, spoilers, because <laughs> uh, something big happened, something awesome happened, and uh, holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Should, should we mention what it is? Because <laughs> I mean, we did say spoilers. Um, Samoa Joe makes his WWE debut. And you know what's even crazy about that? They're still what? allowing him to do the independent circuits as well. Yeah. Which is mad. <laughs> He's got the best deal out of all of them. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so awesome. Like, and they didn't announce it. They're like, he just came out and it's like, holy shit. And they made it, and they had him keep his name. Yeah, I'm like, thank you for for having him to keep to keep keep his name. And I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome! I can't wait to see what they do with him. Hopefully, they don't screw it up. Well, they probably do something well with it, but um, no, nobody they can screw it up. All I, look, all I want from them is to please do what TNA could never do, and that is give Joe an actual decent push. Because Joe was wasted when he was on TNA. Yeah. Like, th- they did not do anything with him. They, um, they just, they had, he had like one title reign in 2008, and that was it. Yeah. He had never held the title in, uh, 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 for only one year. Mm-hmm. That was like 2008. Okay. So uh, please um, don't do the same mistake with him, WWE, because he's an amazing talent, and he's not a young guy. He's like in, in his, he's thirty six. So you know you better like um, you know pull the trigger now, you know because you're not gonna get that chance again. I think he's gonna win the NXT title first, and then they're gonna quickly fast track him into um, WWE. 
Because you don't really need to build him up because everyone already knows who he is If you, because you're marketing him towards the indie crowd and the indie crowd already knows um, who he is. So you don't really need to, to to build him up for the casual fans. I'd say keep him in a year in NXT and then move him over to WWE. You know? Yeah, that could work because, um, you know... Just let him get some footing in it because WWE works very, very different from the indie and NXT. So we might need to get used to their quote-unquote style. Yeah, he needs to definitely work a match in the, in the WWE style, and um, he needs to, to, you know, again, work a, a scripted mm. promo, an actual scripted promo, not the bullshit of um, the TNA gave him yeah. <laughs> all those years ago. Yeah. Oh, God. That's what I mean. Give him a year working on all that and everything, and then move him over. That's what I say. Yeah. But, um, you know, going back to Kevin Owens, I don't really know what they're doing with him. Like, uh, you're putting him in a match with Cena at a pay-per-view. I think that's kind of way too risky. But at the same time, I can kind of see J- Joe or someone do a run-in and have the match end in a DQ. Yeah. Because you don't want any of the... Because you don't want Cena or Owens looking weak in this match. You really don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And... um. And it's kind of weird that how they're do, how they're um, doing elimination chamber matches, but not for the world title, but for like the intercontinental and the tag team titles. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I, I like that concept because they're using the chamber more, and um, yeah, it's interesting. Best way to put it, you know, like they can be creative with it. Hopefully. Because now that they're with their net, and what I like about them, what they're doing with the network now is like they're doing exclusive pay-per-views and exclusive events and all that stuff and giving people an actual reason to buy the pay-per-view instead of just, hey, let's watch old episodes of uh, Raw yeah. or something like that. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, which, which is good. I, I like the sound of that. So, um, Elimination Chamber, I mean, I know that they don't have a lot of time to build it up and that's why they're doing the quick build-up for the for the past couple of um, of Raws, but uh, again, it's, it's an exclusive... Um, it's an exclusive uh, WWE Network event, so I don't expect it to be really that long, and I don't expect it to to have like main amazing matches or anything like that. I just expect it to do to do its job, which is get more people to subscribe to the network. Yeah, oh, you definitely. 100%. So yeah, that that's that's pretty interesting and uh, good for them. Good for them. They're doing, they're on the right track, and um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, fingers crossed. In other wrestling news... <laughs> Ooh, um... Where to begin? Because there's, there's a lot of train wrecks at the moment. Which one? Do you want uh, Do you want Steiner signing in with uh, Global Force? Yeah, the, the, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, let's go with that one. Let's go with that one. Um, okay, I understand what Jarrett's trying to do with his promotion. He's trying to, to bring in all the young guys and all the talent from Japan and all that shit. I mean, then good for him. That's that's a great idea. But why fu- why would you sign... Scott Steiner to your fucking promotion. Yeah. Why? Like, what's the appeal? Oh, I, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's bring in an old, washed-up, 55-year-old man and, and have him be on the main roster. That makes sense, right? Yeah, it's weird. Like, I understand, you know, he he was one of uh, Jarrett's friends in WCW and all that shit, but at the same time, it's like, learn from your mistakes from TNA. Don't don't make the same fucking mistakes by hiring these old fucking washed-up pieces of shit and having them compete against young guys. Yeah. Like, they, they, it's not... That's what bugs me. It's like, don't have guys in their 50s competing for titles with guys in their 30s and 20s. That's fucking retarded. Yeah, really, really, really stupid. You know? Like, and, and I just, I kind of feel like, I, I want, I mean, again, I'm trying to give Jared a chance here, but at the same time, it's like he's taking him forever to, to get the promotion off the ground, which I really can't blame him, because, you know, again, it's I, uh, I, it's a whole different mindset now, yeah. but still, I, still. I've, I've heard he's been having trouble trying to find a network to go to. Yeah. I think that's the problem, that's what he's been saying. Why can't they just do it like Ring of Honor? They do most of their stuff online now. Oh, I don't... I don't know. Um, I, again, this is Joe we're talking about. He wants to make the money. So, you know, he wants to, um, you know, 
make the money. He wants to, you know, he just he just wants to make the money, you know. And basically, if you want to make the money, you need to be on television. Yeah, and I understand that. You know, I understand like you need to be on TV, you need to be on any any channel. But at the same time, if you want to build a fan base, start filling up those fucking arenas, because that's what matters. Yeah. What well, all the painted stuff they have filmed, they have shown already. It's apparently they've got positive reactions. I mean, it's it's again, it's New Japan, but with like you know more American guys working yeah. working there. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing you haven't seen before. But still, if you want to push your product as an alternative, you gotta like put put asses in seats. And if you can't put asses in seats, then what good are you? Not very very good one. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of not putting asses in seats... Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. TNA. Oh, boy. How, how is this company still around? Okay. How, how have they not been bought out by someone? Okay. Before we get in the whole story about what's been going on, for those that don't know, um, TNA, for the last year and a half, have been having nightmares with networks, development, and just selling tickets. And um, they got kicked off Spike because Spike didn't want them anymore. They didn't want anything to do with them. And they cancelled them. They gave them the can. So Dixie Carter decided, okay, we need to find a new network. So she was going around all different networks trying to shop everything. But, and there, her team did a horrible, horrible job of trying to cover it up because, like, only she knew it, like, a few days before it was announced, like a day and a half before. And she didn't tell her, and it leaked online. So, you know, and that didn't help. And, um, so, that happened. Everything went to shit. Um, they got kicked off DNA, and everyone's like, oh my god, they're not going to find a new network. They did find a new network with American Destination, which is, I might remind everyone who listen to this in America, you probably might know this already, but it's a network that you have to pay your cable provider to get. So it's not a preview channel. So they get put on there. And the the first set of problems they had was that Destination American told, basically just outright told them, do no, no, no more going to England, no more going to Europe, no going more to Japan. You have to stay within America or Canada, and you have to show shows there. You can't go abroad. And that's a bad move for them, because they had trouble finding venues to to, yeah. to um, book their shows. Yeah, and this is what I mean. It's like, um, for those who don't know, when they come... I, I know this is the case in England, Japan. I'm not so sure about Europe. But when they go to England, Japan, surprisingly, all their shows get sold out in those venues, I don't know why, they just do, and that's where they make, when they go abroad, that makes them, that makes them up their money, quite literally, it does them quite well, and they told them no, and they were in discussion about that, and then, the final nail in the coffin was that, the ratings, as Destination American said, the ratings, could this get this leaked online, that they're going to give, Destination American gave TNA the can, basically they cancelled their show on that network, was because they said the ratings were good enough, but the reason, the main reason why, they couldn't find any advertisers to pay decent money to be during their time slot when TNA was on. And who wants to put their to put their um, money advertising money into a product that um, isn't doing well? Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta understand with TNA, like they had an audience, but they alienated their audience, and their audience left. Yeah, they alienated their audience in many different ways. Like um, the one problem was that they basically went against their roots, and their whole foundation, their root, is that they wanted to be different from wrestling in general. Like they wanted to be pro wrestling, but they want to stand out. They want to be different visually and technology and they wanted to do all new things and that, that that's a good thing it's like that that spices up wrestling that's a good thing i'm not saying that's a bad thing or anything like that. it's a good thing but then 
they essentially try, try to turn it into WWE, which WWE, where the WWE then turned into WCW when they brought in Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan, a good, this rehash of storylines. And then it got even worse when whatever WWE doing, like a month, month so before or um, a month so after when WWE did storyline, surprisingly, TNA got the exact same storyline and rehashed a load of storylines that were redone in WCW. And what's what's worse is like even back then, their their biggest selling point in 2006 was, oh, we got Kurt Angle, come see Kurt Angle. And that's pretty pretty terrible. Like when your main selling point is, hey, come see this guy who used to be in WWE. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. This woman, they've been having problems for years at this point now, and I think the cracks are really starting to show now, and um, I can't see them recovering from this one. I think that... You can remember, I, I said this, when Hulk Hogan walk out, give it a few years, and they're done. And it's been a few years. They've, they're pretty much done. Because the, the, no one is advertising for this stuff. Nobody wants it. No one, like, n- there's no channels that want this crap, and... Like Spike only had them on because they're like, oh, we want we want wrestling, we want wrestling to be on. But then when they got Bellator, they're like, okay, we'll just do Bellator. We don't need to do wrestling anymore. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a bad decision. Like when they got Bellator, it's like, oh, you know, MMA. You know, everyone's into MMA now. No one gives a shit about wrestling. Let's just you know dump the wrestling stuff and just stick to the to the MMA stuff. Which is was a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pissed everyone off. Which again, I don't have a problem with Bellator, but the problem with Bellator is like it tries so fucking hard to to be different from the UFC. It just becomes like a fucking uh, UFC light. Is is that that's the problem with it? Yeah, it's it's just not working out for TNA at the moment. They really need to rethink everything over and it's just not working for them and again they just keep coming out and saying oh we're fine we're fine and and meanwhile like no one wants their roster like wwe pretty much has come out and said no we're not interested in anyone working at tna right now because they have no one worth a shit there yeah well there's one the only people they were interested in was samoa joe they got him and they already got him so Yeah, <laughs> and I think they might be interested in AJ Styles, but AJ Styles at the moment—that's a different story within itself. He's gone a bit weird. Oh, no, he left with Jarrett, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, <laughs> he's on that sinking ship, like going from one sinking ship to another sinking ship. Yeah. so there you go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> So they they have like um, they don't really don't have much choices like they can either go to the indies with Ring of Honor and other wrestling promotions in the indies or just go to WWE because they have no nowhere else to go. Like where are they going to go? They got nowhere. <laughs> they really don't. And that's kind of the biggest problem with wrestling right now. It's like there there are no like WCWs and ECWs and all these major promotions. They're all gone now. It's like you're either in WWE or you're in the Indies. That's it. There's no alternative. It no, that's sad when you think of it that way, but it's true. And and again, like here's the thing, like everyone wants to be in WWE because in WWE you even if you were a fucking jobber, you'll still get exposure and you'll still get paid a shit ton more than you are doing the fucking uh, Indies. Yeah. So I don't, you know, it sucks that T- TNA is um, is pretty much dead at this point, and um, fuck it, they, they they have no nowhere else to go. Like they're done, they're fucking done. You know, Dixie Carter can go on every podcast and every interview and say, no, no, everything is fine, but it's not. It's it's fucked. They're they're beyond um, they're beyond saving at this point. Yeah, unfortunately. And that's what pisses me off. It's like none none of the people working there, when they were giving interviews, like came on and said um, everything is not fine. They just kept bullshitting their way and saying, no, no, we're doing fine. Ratings are good. No, they're not. They're fucking terrible. Well, that's what I mean. They got, was it, um, Billy Ray back. Oh, God, that's sad. Yeah. And didn't he, didn't he get, didn't he get released as well? 
He left and then comes back. Oh yeah. my god, poor poor dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not that's oh, not good. God. That's not good. I, I, it's kind of sad that he probably got paid more for for his appearance at the Rumble than than uh, you know <laughs> than he ever did in TNA. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious! Like, and again, it just goes back to my point. Like, these guys have nowhere else to go. Like, they either can go to WWE or TNA, and that's pretty much it. That that's all they 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 know how to do. And you know, yeah. fuck. <laughs> damn, 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 and more damn. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much all the wrestling talk. So if you're if you didn't want to listen listen to that, so uh, there's probably going to be a timestamp in the description as always. But uh, yeah, now if if uh, we're done talking about wrestling, so anyone who doesn't want to listen to the wrestling, come on, you can come back now. Yeah. Don't worry. Bye. Um. So we got a lot of gaming stuff to talk about, but before we get to the gaming stuff, I fucking called it. Didn't I say like <laughs> Dragon Ball was going to come back as a series and a manga? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. And I was right there behind you saying, yep, the, yeah, 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 that's going to come back. And it did, and holy shit, the reactions people are having are just like, holy shit. <laughs> it was... For what I've seen, it got mixed reaction. Like People were like, oh my god, this is amazing, but then some people say, like, why the fuck are they bringing it back? Because the last movie made a shit ton yeah. of money in Japan. This, this, this is what I said to someone. Um, this is what I said to someone. I said, why Dragon Ball coming back? Dragon Ball is, like, not... And I'm like, well, let's be honest. Dragon Ball made a shitload of money. And this last film, which we all thought was going to be terrible, surprisingly, was good and did well at the box office. And like I said, 90s nostalgia is coming back. 2016 is going to be the year where we're going to see a lot of 90s properties... Um, Come back, and Dragon Ball's going to be one of them. Oh, definitely. So, you know, I don't know why people are so shocked about this. I mean, it, the 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 last movie made a shit ton of money, and, and Funimation better get their shit together, because they're like, oh, we're not going to dub the final season of Kai, but you but you better do it now, because um, you're missing out on a big uh, money uh, money train. Well, I mean, they're happy enough to dub the movies when they're not happy enough to dub Kai, which is weird. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, we're not going to dub the thing that made us famous to begin with. Yeah, we're not going to dub that. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's kind of, we'll see how it goes. And like I said, it's, you know, 90s properties are going to come back and, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Like there's, there's no changing it. So you can either like get on board with it or just not bother with it and whatever. I mean, let's be honest. Not anime over in Japan has been struggling for a while now, and um, and uh, you know, Dragon Ball it should be a, a nice change of pace for them, yeah. or at least a return to the to the classic style of anime in the '90s and early '80s. I was speaking of uh, manga. I actually did pick up my first manga in ages. I shoot you. Not that's not Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, don't get me started, fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh manga is fucking amazing for the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> but no, um, I think I talked about this before. I think called Prodigy or something like that. And um, I've been been reading it. I, mean, you know, I haven't really got a few pages in, but it's pretty good. It's basically about like a gr- a cult of people who basically believe. Um, imagine a nominous, but go out and actually kill people for social justice. <laughs> it's very good on modern day society and how social <laughs> and how social network is used, all the social media sites and social websites are used and how the place and it it's good. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. It's very, very good reflective of how modern society works and how everyone looks at it and that sort of thing, social media and all sorts, and how the police work with terrorism and crime. It's it's, it's interesting. I'll say that much. Oh, God, what else? Um, 
Now, I've been reading, like, the IDW TMNT comics. Have you read those, or have you, or have you not? Um, I've been trying to keep up with them. The last time I read it, I know it's back a while ago now, unfortunately, but um, Donatello has been killed off. Oh, I only got to the fucking Krang War. <laughs> that was the last thing I read today. <laughs> you did not hear about Donatello getting killed off? No, I heard about it getting spoiled because everyone just couldn't shut up about it. I'm yeah. like, fucking hell. Thanks for spoiling it for well, me. Well, this is the first time that any of the turtles got killed off. <laughs> any any media. This is the first time ever a turtle got killed off and it was by Rocksteady, of all things. <laughs> Which I'm like, I'm like, wow. One of, one of the... One of one of the um, dickwits actually did something good and killed one of the turtles finally. Oh, I, I can't I can't really feel sorry for Donatello because if you read like the first couple of comics, he's a fucking asshole. He really is. Apparently, he was very very heroic before he died. Uh, That's all I know. Because when I was reading like the 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 first five volumes, he was a fucking asshole. He's like, oh, you know. Always arguing with Leonardo, and he's like, oh, we need scientific proof, because science above everything, and blah, blah, blah. Even though you're a fucking giant turtle, for fuck's sake, how, how do you... Ugh. <laughs> science. <laughs> and then Oro Kusaki coming back from the dead. I'm, I'm still not a big fan of the idea of the in- reincarnation, but whatever, that's that's a new origin for them. Yeah. Eh. It's It's there. Yeah, I think, and, and I kind of wish, like, I kind of wish I didn't, I, I didn't watch the t- the t- to the t- the 2012 series before I read these because, like, Slash in the 2012 series was much was done much better than he was in the comics. Yeah, because in the comics he was just a fucking serial killer, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> I mean, if you watch the cartoon, you will just look at it, and you're like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> they actually gave him character. <laughs> I will give him credit though. I did like the finish of that um of that issue where he accidentally gets stabbed by Leo's sword and Leo Leonardo feels guilt that he thinks he killed him, but he really didn't. But yeah. that's that's a really nice arc. It's it's nice. So yeah, I'm currently reading those, so I'll probably get back to reviewing more of those when we when I get to them. Oh nice. But anyway, um on to gaming news, and oh boy, we got a lot to fucking talk about gaming news today. Ooh, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which where, where do we start? Which which one do you want to start with? Um, you want to start with Splatoon? Um, I I mean I've heard good things about it, and I got nothing against the game, but I'm just wondering why the fuck would you release it on the same fucking weekend as um, Witcher Three? Like, that's Nintendo. a bad decision. <laughs> Nintendo, that's why. <laughs> but, um... I, um... I got to play the game myself here in England. It's not out in England yet, but um, out in the UK, anywhere in the UK, but I got to play the demo version of it, which had online pl- multiplayer as well, um, at MCN Comic Con. And I have to say, I'm quite impressed with it. It's like, all, all the shooter games I've ever played, only a small handful of, like, third-person slash first-person shooters or those type of game modes I really like, and this is one of them I really did like. Uh, but it's still not enough for like to, to justify buying a Wii U. Um, it's one of the convincing <laughs> points. It's convincing me to get a Wii U. <laughs> no, been just, to play, just, yeah. just to play one game, dude. Come on. Well, really? <laughs> there's that. Smash Bros. Super Mario, uh, Mario Kart 8... There's all those games that convincing me to get it. <laughs> yeah, come on, then, dude. Uh, Batman. <laughs> Batman. Well, if, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'll speak about Batman in a minute because um, I've got something to tell you about that. Um, <laughs> but um, but no, I was really, really shocked and surprised how much fun the game is. It's it's surprisingly really fun. It has a really unique art style to it and. It's different. Out of all the first-person shooter games I ever played, or third-person shooter game, whatever you want to call it, it's very, very different, and it's it's really refreshing. And it's nice to see Nintendo taking on a new IP and actually doing something with the IP. You know, I just kind of feel it comes out way too late when they just announce like their next console, and I'm kind of like, really, really gonna go there? Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, it, again, I think this is Nintendo's fault for doing. 
bad marketing and bad just bad booking in general. Oh, like they, um, every time every time they release a new IP, they release it on the same day as like a, a big big budgeted game. Yeah. Like they released like uh, Fabulous Seven or whatever, was, Magnificent Seven or something like that. It was called, and they released it like um, the same day as GTA Five. I mean, come on, that's uh, that's pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> and also speaking of that as well, um, what else did they? To, well, they made Bowser into their VR vice president of America of N- Nintendo America. Oh God, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I think I said, "Wow, you have the surname Bowser." That is amazing. You know, did you see the pictures? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, of the two tied up Mario brothers. In yeah, the that is amazing. I love that. <laughs> Oh, just, the best one I see when someone did a cartoon drawing of Reggie and they had a picture of Bowser. You know, welcome to Nintendo America, Bowser. <laughs> just shaking his hand. Oh, God. Vice President Bow Bowser. I kind of feel sorry for him because he has to live the, with, with all those jokes, jokes for the rest you, of his life now. You, you, you do realize they probably, be honest. I think he knew going in into the job with with his name surname being Bowser, and they probably got a load of people that told him in advance, saying, "Yeah, expect social media to explode about this." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's probably prepped for it, you know. Yeah, but but my my thing is like with Nintendo, like they're on the right track, but they still got like a lot of uh, climbing up to do if if they ever want to get out the slump that they've been in for the past couple of years now. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I don't hate them. I mean, there are tons of worse companies more than Nintendo, but at the same time, they kind of need to get out of their comfort zone, do more stuff like Splatoon, and just release these fucking games uh, when there's not when when it's a slow week. No, don't release them next to like a big budget, um, big budget game that's been hyped since like August of last year. For fuck's sake! I mean, come on. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, that's bad. That's bad marketing one on one right there. Just bad decision making. That's the problem. And speaking of bad decision making, <laughs> oh, Konami. Oh my God, Konami. Um, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> okay. Um, before we get into the decision making, they're done. I just want to tell a quick story about Konami. Um. During the time this recorded, I just got back from MCM London Comic Con. That's the reason why I mention it. I played it, Splatoon there, but um, they had a Konami booth. They called it Diamond Dog um, booth because with the new game with Phantom Pain, I shit you not. If you spent over fifty pounds at their booth on their products, you get a free copy of the new Metal Gear Solid Five game. On either on PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, or Xbox One, or PC, any copy you want if you spend over £50 for free there on the spot. <laughs> you want to talk about bad decision making? Oh, here's the fucking game. Yeah, yeah. Feel free, feel free to rip it on YouTube and post the whole thing up there. We don't care. Yeah, and it only meant to come out. I don't know, like in September time, in a quite a few months, four months, like four or five months time. <laughs> I was just shaking my head. I was like, "What on earth are you doing?" It's like fuck Kojima. We already canceled Silent Hills, and we're we're you know, <laughs> we're giving his game up for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't bother to call, call it because when, when I went last year they had the Konami booth they just called it the Diamond Dog booth because like yeah you have nothing else but you might get solid don't you um, a game made by someone who doesn't even you fired yeah. you fired yeah <laughs> so yeah. which funny enough I think he's still owned the rights to yep <laughs> so he's gone he's gone gone, gone with the rights <laughs> Oh God! And and now, but no, it's okay because Konami's president came out and said, "Oh, the future of gaming is mobile." Fuck off! Fuck off with that shit. Future of gaming is mobile. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, that's that's pretty terrible. It's like, oh, we we canceled Silent Hills, a game that everyone wanted to 
that that's been hyped for, but you know, don't worry, we got a lot of mobile games coming out. Yep. Fuck off. Fuck off with that bullshit. There's some superstitious making with Konami and it's like their future is with mobile gaming and it's just like No, you it's frustrating because there's just some um um, there's some really stupid decision making. Oh god, it's it's not even stupid. It's like asininely retarded because you're thinking to yourself, you had this game that everyone's been dying for, a PS4 exclusive, mind you, that many people wanted to buy a PlayStation 4 just to to, to play, and then you're like, oh, we're just gonna cancel that because we want to do more mobile games. Fuck off. Yeah. Just. Oh, God. I, I don't know what else to say about Konami, because uh, they, they pretty much fucked themselves over big time. And now they're giving away free copies of the game that's supposed to come out in September. I shit you not, they actually did have the copies there. And funny enough, they're going to be there tomorrow on Sunday. So if this uh, you normally upload this on the day we record it. So if anyone listened to this, if you UK area, area, there's still tickets for MC and London Comic Con. Go now, go for the 24th, go there, spend 50 quid on their fucking merchandise, you get a free copy of the fucking game. And oh, and, and, and uh, people are going to buy that, and you're going to see a lot of them on uh, eBay for insane prices. Oh yeah, you are, yeah. I can see someone spend over 100, I can see like, if there's two people, you basically, you spend 50 quid, you get a free copy of the game, and then you 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 give 50 quid to your mate and you spend 50 quid on on merchandise as well. You can get two copies, you can sell one on, and then you can let's play it for your channel. Oh, it's going to be up, it's going to be up, like, um, probably tomorrow, or by the time this goes up, but, the same thing happened with Mortal Kombat, like, X, someone got, like, a, uh, an advanced copy and uploaded the entire story mode on YouTube, and YouTube didn't even notice it, (laughs) and didn't take it down. No. They're fucking idiots like that. Of course they are. Anyway, speaking of another company that's been down the shitter, Capcom. Why have they not been known in the dumps recently? No, I, I, I fucking love their idea. It's like, oh, we're not going to release any any games on uh, discs anymore. We're going to go all digital. Okay. Do you think they're just doing this to try to save money? Because seriously, they... Uh, yeah, they are. They are doing this to try to save money because they're... Oh my god, they're fucking... In the shitter right now. They have nothing. Well, this, they have fucking nothing. Well, I mean, the only, they're only saving grace. Well, again, they re-released Resident Evil 1. Again, the PC Master and the PC Master Race HD glorified special, I like to call it. Well, is it Resident Evil, and it's like, oh, we're going to release Resident Evil uh, Revelations 2 episodic, and... And I, I seen footage of that game, and I'm like, why is this fucking episodic? This does not need to be episodic. This is a fucking Resident Evil game. It's not the fucking Walking Dead, for God's sakes. Yeah, I remember we talked about this when when they announced this first time round. They said it when it's going to be episodic, and I remember I saying, yeah, they're just doing this because Telltale's having so much success with it, isn't it? Pretty much. I mean, you're seeing like Square Enix do like the episodic games with Life is Strange and. Uh, Nintendo is apparently doing it with Star yeah. Fox if that game ever fucking comes out, which I, I, doubt, I really doubt it. <laughs> I, I, I give it credit for Life is Strange. I played that. That's not a bad game. Oh, that's that game is fucking hilarious. It's hilarious, it's though. <laughs> it's hilarious with dialogue, but it's not a bad game. Yeah, it's uh, it's okay. No, nothing to write home about. That's what I mean. It's like the episodic stuff with the new Resident Evil game, Resident Evil Resurrections 2. It's been getting above average reviews, but I don't think the sales are going to be there. I mean, and they release it on, on fucking disc anyway, so I'm like, why would you release it episodically if you're going to release it on disc a month later? Yeah. The retail version been out since March. Yeah, I've seen that Gathering Dust, and, and out of all the PS4 games, it's the cheapest. Wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's mind-boggling. It, oh, oh, and, and it gets better because, like, uh, Devil May Cry 4 Remastered is coming out digitally on the same day as Batman. Uh... <laughs> on the same day as Batman. Wrap your head around that one. Wrap your fucking head around that one. 
I've got a little story to tell the Batman one, but we'll finish up with the Capcom thing first. No, I'm, do- I'm done. Okay. That's the stupidest thing that they've done. Yeah. Like, release, the, release a digital game of, a, of an old game that came out in 2008. Yeah. On the same day as uh, fucking Batman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Batman, um, again, MC in London Comic Con, we got exclusive footage of full gameplay of the new game. Is that any good? It looks amazing. Literally, there's a bit when Batman is basically on his, um, what is it, like a communication bite, a hologram come up of Oracle when he's speaking to her on the comm. He walks, the guy who's showing off the gameplay, but walked right up to the window. You can see the, each speck of rain hitting the window as Batman's looking out the window when he's looking at the hologram. In real time? In real time. Holy shit. <laughs> and then you can also do a freestyle Predator takedown, which they call Predator Fear Takedown now, so you can take out three guys at once. <laughs> you can also chain grapple now. So basically you can grapple, and then halfway through your grapple, you can grapple onto a new um, new ledge. And you can do this while you're gliding as well. You can also use the Batmobile to assist you to take the to assist you to the to take down Emily's. Basically, do take takedown moves and combo takedowns with it. Um, you can also um, with the game as well. Um, there's just a load of new features. It's done so well. It really, really is impressive. I have to say. How, how are the driving sections? Really good. They, they play from, they play in two modes. Like you've got the speed Batmobile, which basically is pretty much like you just like storm around. It looks really fluid, and the graphics hit because the level you, the level they show off is pretty much in Ace Chemical Lab, and it's when Scarecrow and um, Arkham Knight. Um, has a load of people hostages in the game. Because, hmm. um, and also with, with the Batmobile as well, if if you lose it, just one press of a button in real time and the Batmobile will literally come right, right, driving right towards you and then you can jump in it. You just hit one button, jump straight into the Batmobile and carry on with the action. So I don't have to like look for it no. when once you get once you go into another area. Yeah, no, just press the button and it comes straight to you. And what about the the cape physics? Are they like yeah, really, really good. good? Yeah, really good. It's <laughs> like you see the water dripping off the cape when they in the rain and stuff like that, and um, the shadow, the reflections. It looks really beautiful. It's a beautiful looking game, and Rocksteady really does. But, like they took the time of it. They got everything put together, and. Um, it just looks really, really good, and um, and like I said, the, and also the Batmobile also turned into tank mode, and the tank looks like it's really smooth and easy to control, and it has like a load of weapon options, like you can use like missiles, machine guns, um, grap- grappling hook is another one you can use as well, so you can actually make bridges as well, which basically like bridge and ramps and stuff like that, it can propel you up to higher areas. <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah which is actually kind of cool and um it just looks like it's done really really well because they kept this a fucking secret literally they said no video cameras no recording devices and even in the corner of the video when they showed it off it had like a watermark and it's exclusive to mcm um mcm comic con and it had the year and it said said extended gameplay footage exclusively for this event so the entire thing was exclusive to the event. Yes. Like it wasn't yes. like um... it's not released on the on on to the press of the public. It's literally just shown there for the event for the people that went. That that that's a good that's a good um that's a good good deal. I mean that's a good reason for people to go there. I think. Yeah, I mean I I went on the Friday and the Friday is the most quietest and I saw I sat down and watched the whole gameplay then and I was just like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> they got this right. See now, now that 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 makes you want to buy a PlayStation Four to play this. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I know a lot of people. Funny enough, a lot of people I know bitching about it said because of the whole season pass issue with it, and I'm just like, yeah, I can I can kind of understand, but yet again, I think that's more of Warner Brothers doing than Rocksteady's doing. You know. 
I hope that all I want is like I hope it doesn't lock out too much because if it does like with Mortal Kombat X and locks out too much content, I'm just gonna be pissed off because I'm yeah. like you have a good game but you're locking it out because you're demanding people pay money for to get that stuff and I think that's bullshit. Yeah, and like I said, I got I got I mean I got sort of gameplay footage of that and also I got to play um, Jurassic World as well, Lego game. The le- Oh, is that any good? Um, yeah, it was surprising. It was it was fun. It pretty much, if you like the previous Lego games, you're gonna like this. You you're gonna like that. It's funny. It, it has the witty humor and the Lego style theme play to it. So if you like the previous Lego games, you, you you're gonna like this. And if you like Jurassic Park, you are gonna like this as well. It covers Jurassic Park one, two, three, and also a bit of Lost World. Oh, so it's not just like Jurassic World. It's well, no, no, it's it is going to have Jurassic World in it. But the version I saw did not have Jurassic World in the game because they didn't want to spoil the film. But it's getting released. Oh, okay. It's getting released around the time of the film. Really. Oh, okay. Because again, it'd be stupid to release a game with all the Jurassic World elements in it, you know? <laughs> they kind of did that with the Lego movie, where they just took the the movie clips and made them the cutscenes. Yeah, that's kind of problem. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's. I'm looking forward to Batman. Looking forward to Lego stuff, and I'm just uh, anything at this point to 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 finish the drought that we're in right now with the, with the games. Definitely. So what else did you see at uh, MGM? Um, again, they had normal combat there again because they were trying to promote it. Um, again, I got to play Mighty Number no. Nine, <laughs> which I didn't know any of the controversy you told me just before recording this podcast. So now I feel bad. <laughs> it's like, oh, now I know why there's no one playing this at the booth. <laughs> yeah, I, I went there on Friday, even on Saturday. Even today on Saturday, there were people there, but there were not many. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay. This 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 explains why now. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. I, I'm literally just gonna go back in my shell now. <laughs> but, but, but ignore. Yeah. But no, no. I, I I play the game, and it's not a bad game. It's fun. It's basically if you play Mega Man, you are gonna like this. I mean, if you played Mega Man, it's Mega Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mega nothing, Man. Mega. You know. Again, it's made by the original guy who originally made Mega Man, so, you know. And it, it's, not, it's not a bad game, I'd say. Really isn't. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the game. And, um, and I'm not a human Mega Man fan, as you know, but I've played some of them, but it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Uh, same here. I'm not really that big into Mega Man. I know, I know that's uh, that's not a right thing to say, but I, I'm just not, not not a fan of that franchise. Yeah, to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a bad game, but it's it looks like a game that can be enjoyable, you know. But anyway, uh, moving on. Um, Sega's not showing up at E3 this year. Gee, wonder why. Well, considering <laughs> that. Okay, um, I found a video recently um, online, which basically was done by some reporters and stuff like that. Have you heard the controversy with Sega with Sonic Boom? Oh, what happened now? All their dirty laundry got... Um, someone from inside Big Red Button anonymously re- released all the dirty laundry on Sega to, to some press oh. agents. Oh, what happened? This I gotta hear. Okay, it's... <laughs> I'll I send you the video afterwards, but I'm going to sum it up quite quickly here. Um, basically, Sega intervene in it every step of the way of them developing the game, and also they do not not talk, when they showed off the trailer and the, the beta trailer for it, and you say, "Oh yeah, the graphics in this game looks really good for for like all the detail, the detail." They were told after when it was shown that it was only Wii Wii U exclusive because they were developing the game for next gen. <laughs> So when they said, yeah, only on Wii U, they, they had to redo everything. They had to downscale it completely, the whole game they worked on. Oh, that that's pretty terrible. And um, they said Sega, basically, when they showed off like the first playable demo to them, basically the first 
probably close to working version. So you guys said, oh yeah, this is the final game. <laughs> and they said that they, they said, no, it's not finished yet. And they said, well, you need to get out in, in a few months' time. So they rushed the game to the market. And when Sega, when they came back to Sega and showed it again, they said, yeah, it's games ready. And then they're like, well, it's still not ready yet. And they Sega realized they had it done on their hand. And basically they buried it because they didn't want to promote the, they didn't want, want to promote the game because they felt that the game didn't live up to the quality, quality standard of the previous games. And to be honest, those previous Sonic games have not been... Again, apart from probably the exception from Generation and Colors, the games have not been good. Well, again, like you, you, you're stuck with a deal with Nintendo, and you have to shove in like uh, games for them to to work on their system. But at the same time, you're like, ah, fuck it, we don't want to, we don't want the developers to know what the, what what console they're working on. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was a really troubled development for for them, and really troubled development from Sega. It's it's just it just highlighted all the problems that they had had with the final game, and why the early footage looks better than the final game. Wow, and they, <laughs> that's uh, it's pretty terrible on their part. Yeah, it's just it's just shocking how it just went all to shit. And again, game game companies always do this. They release shit unfinished because they know people are going to buy it on day one. Yeah, and also you remember when they, um, you remember when if you go for the options, they didn't highlight the whole connect feature. Like you need the game, the the Game Boy Advance version to preview the unlockable content. Apparently, that was a last minute addition. <laughs> and also, apparently, they built the built the game on the on the Cry Engine. And then they were told about it wasn't compatible with the Wii U. <laughs> so that fucked them up. Because let's be honest, if you haven't seen the Cry Engine, it's pretty impressive for what it can do. And when they were told it's not compatible, when it's not operational for the Wii U, oh boy, <laughs> you know? So that's why most of the shit looked like ass in well, that game. <laughs> well, that's the reason why it was so laggy. Because they basically, they needed to fix everything. Oh, God. I kind of feel sorry for the programmers who were like, oh, we're going to work on a Sonic game for next gen. And it's like, no, you're not. You're going to work on it for the Wii U. And it's like, shit. <laughs> the the, the CryEngine is not compatible with the Wii U. It's only compatible with, the, with like... Uh, PS3, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and uh, PlayStation 4, and PC, and they're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it just it just didn't work. It was, it was really badly organized, really were not well put together. And also, again, and they also said that apparently Sega was very, very bad at communicating with them what they wanted in the game and stuff like that, and how they wanted to portray the character, because... If if you played the game, it's nothing like the comic, and the comic's nothing like the TV show, and the TV show's nothing like the game or the comic. Yep. <laughs> because Sega was really, really bad at communicating with, with everyone of what Sonic Boom was meant to be. And that's the reason why, if you pick up the comic, it's different to the game and the show. If you watch the show, the show is different to the game, different to the game, and different to the comic. Yeah, because in the com because in because in the comic there are a lot of fourth wall breaking jokes, and in the in the TV show, there aren't really that much uh, fourth wall breaking jokes. No, it's very. Um, I don't know how you describe the TV show though. Um, it's 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 common it's com comedy, but it's more. Uh, it's a mixture of comedy. It's the best way to put it. The TV show, right? It's it's more slice of life meets uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. I will again. I I was thought of it. It's like it's like Sonic meets Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but but no, that's that's the problem with Sega. But going back to the original topic in hand with them not being E three, the reason why they're basically they're not going to E three. Sega said, said straight out, yeah, we're not getting E3. Why we're not getting E3? 
is because um, they got um, they've pretty much got no games. What game they got to show off apart from probably a football manager game, a total war game, and a mobile Sonic game and a mobile crazy taxi game. Yeah, they're done. I mean, they have no Sonic game because the last Sonic game they worked with was a complete disaster. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much the franchise is pretty much going to be dead for a couple of while now before the next Sonic game comes out. Yeah. But, well, again, again, the whole yeah, basically it's the whole company got nothing to show. And oh, but it's okay we're, because we're getting because we're getting Yakuza Four in North America on the PlayStation Three. everyone's pissed off about that Yakuza takes the fucking piss sometimes Sega and also when you do release over here it's never the completed game either yep (laughs) no but we need to cut out oh it wasn't butchered like the the North American version of Yakuza 3 where they cut out so much shit because North Americans won't understand any of this Japanese stuff har 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 (laughs) yeah God. And, and also as well, um, Sega, going back to Sonic Boom thing, with the re- relevant trailer, Sega made the video on their official YouTube page private. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So yeah, that's, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Didn't they go with, like removing all all criticism of the game at some point, or was that someone else? No, Sega didn't release any press cop- copies of the game. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I thought yeah. so. And then, and then, like a week after when the game was out, they released like a two gigabyte um, update update patch. <laughs> two gigs that fixed yeah. nothing, by the way. <laughs> well, it did fix the funniest part of the glitches: the Knuckles Infinity Jump. <laughs> Which, you, with that, you can beat the game in about an hour. Because you can infinite jump to any stage in the game, and you can win, and you can win everything. Yeah, because it was fucking really broken good. like that. Yeah, but no, um, yeah, Sega, what's happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're that's, they're, that's... they're struggling. They're they're pretty much struggling badly right now with um, with their shit. Yeah, a lot of video games com- companies seem to be struggling at the moment. I mean, Konami, Ubisoft, what was it? Capcom. EA, Capcom. Oh my God. Sony. <laughs> well, again, Sony's doing list, right in the video game division, but not in list, every other list, division. <laughs> list goes on and on with game companies right now, just like fucking fucking up and. This with this E3, I can picture them coming out and apologizing for a lot of the shit that they've been doing for the past couple of years. I can imagine that because um, last couple of years, especially like 2014, those were 2014 was a really mediocre year for video games because um, we were just moving into the next gen and. Um, not a lot of people uh, came up with their promises with the, with some of their games. Most mainly Ubisoft with um, Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed Unity. Again, you, again, um, they announced they was a new Assassin's Creed game, but you know we all know that's not going to go end well. Oh, they're like, oh, we learned from our problems. Bullshit! <laughs> you didn't learn a goddamn thing, Ubisoft. You're like, oh, you know. We're we're sorry we released uh, Assassin's Creed Unity bro- broken, but and filled with microtransactions. But we're we're we promised to fix that. Yeah, okay, whatever. You're yeah. fucking, your your franchise is dead. Just just let it die. It's dead. You've yeah. alienated your fans. Just stop. Just fucking stop. I I just find it funny that um, their game um. Yeah, they yeah their games are not doing well. Ubisoft games will never do well. But the thing that makes me laugh about it more is um, thinking now you remind me of Ubisoft. Someone I knew, and I'm not going to name names, but someone I knew ended up going uh, basically when they were in um, what was it um, Canada, where the Ubisoft, where one of the Ubisoft offices are. Um, mm-hmm. Their goal was 
to find the Ubisoft building and literally took a picture of himself flipping off the Ubisoft building. <laughs> oh, Ubisoft Montreal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then what's funnier, it's like, oh, we're not going to make any more Assassin's Creed games for the P- PS3 and uh, Xbox uh, 360, but we're still going to do Just Dance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fun times. Fun times. Good luck with that. Same thing with uh, Konami. Yeah, we're going to do mobile games. Yeah, good luck with that. See how well that goes. <laughs> God, I I can imagine this year's E3 is going to be a complete disaster. I can already picture it because it's um, because the gaming industry has just not learned from its mistakes, and AAA game developers keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Like they just refuse to learn. Yeah, true. Very, very true. Especially Microsoft. Oh God, their their E3 is going to be terrible. Like, last year was terrible. This year's going to be terrible because they got nothing. They got nothing. Yeah. Interesting. See what happens when E3 comes along. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm done. I I got nothing else to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, probably the same here as well. I'm pretty tapped up for the news. So anyway, that's pretty much it, and we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. All right.